What's happening guys, welcome to a new episode of Jester Radio I got two guests over here, two ladies They actually hike in Jordans <laughs> They both have been in the industry You know, and, and at least recently have done very well and phenomenally And their social media presence especially has grown And I think the value for women, the value for guys that just enjoy looking, I don't know is there so <laughs> Shane and Justine thank you so much for coming on thank you so much thank you for having us of course so let's start off with you since you're closer to me you are 18 right yes okay and you started competing when you were 17 but you're yes. in matric yeah so my first comp so I've only done like let's say two fitness shows so I did my first comp in December last year and yeah it was really fun I did eye candy in PC, I had two first place and then one second. It was it was really fun. And what category was that? Uh, all bikini lineups. All bikini. Yeah. Okay. And will you build your way up to fitness, bikini fitness, or do you want to stay bikini? I would definitely like to get bigger. That's one thing. I don't. I for me myself, like I don't want to stay small and skinny. I love muscle. I think it's sexy. Mm. And I just want to get bigger. But obviously still keep like that feminine look. I kind of aim more towards, I'd say, fitness, 100%. But I want to still stay feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Justin, you are fitness, eh? Yeah. And you've also obviously kept that femininity. Yeah. Do you want to explain your start to competing? I was 19 um, I actually started training in my first year. I was 19, only in like July. And then at the time, uh, my dad's a swimming coach. And he got a new swimmer and her mom was really into fitness and she approached me and she's like, don't you want to do competitions? I had no idea. So I went for it anyway. Um, then I competed in November in India, got my pro card, won the pro lineup and then kind of didn't do anything for two years because COVID and all of that. Then I did an MPC show. Um, I did aerobic fitness, competed against myself because not everyone does that lineup, and then decided to do um, PCA this year, which was really fun for me. Like I really enjoyed PCA. It was a big lineup, lots of people for me to compete against and compare myself to, and that's kind of where I want to go pro now. So you did that routine and everything. Did you have a dancing background? Is that why you did it? Or? Yeah, yeah. I started dancing competitively when I was 15 and then I literally just loved it went to worlds enjoyed all of that like dancing is my passion always will be my passion so that's kind of why I wanted to do the aerobic fitness but I also like competing and I want to be like against people and not a, a lot of people do aerobic fitness so there's not really much competition yeah. so you were obviously in matric last year no this year this, oh, so you're matric this yes. year yes Okay, so then you were in grade 11 when you did your first show. Yes. That's correct. Uh, well, my first two shows, I was a symmetric. Yeah. So I did, that was, I think it was 2014. I make yeah. myself sound so old. <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> so yeah, that was in 2014. And obviously I can relate to, you know, the struggles that you go through while you're in school. Your peers definitely don't understand what you're doing. The people no. around you. And I think now, maybe slightly more people understand because they see it all on social media. But when I started, you know, I was just in a school where everyone just cared about rugby. You didn't, it wasn't really, you wanted to look good. But it was yeah. never like understanding the concept of bodybuilding or yeah. understanding the concept at the time. It was obviously I was doing fitness model. And it was People just didn't understand. I mean, I remember writing matric, it was during prelims, writing mm. uh, math paper one, going to my car, <laughs> eating my hake and my broccoli, and then going back and writing math paper two or whatever the exam was. So you obviously have had similar experiences yes. being at school. And, you know, what kind of experiences have you seen with maybe your peers not understanding or support from your peers? You lose friends. Like... Um with, like, competing and stuff, because I've only done two comps, but, like, just from my experience from that, like... You always have to explain yourself. People are going to be like, no, it's not worth it. Why would you put yourself through that? Like the constant need of like explaining yourself. Because I'm young. Like, mm. as I said, I've only done two comps. But from my experience, you lose friends because they're not interested in you. Because you kind of have this boring, 
I don't know, stigma to you yeah. because you can't really go out and stuff. You can't eat certain food. So they don't invite you. So that's what I've received. But then you have friends, a few friends that understand it and like, yeah, you go, girl. Mm. So yeah, but I haven't really had any bad experience from peers and stuff like that. Just like with exams and stuff. Oh my gosh. And especially like when you're drinking a lot of water and you need to go to the <laughs> bathroom like every 10 minutes and like... I had to go to like the principal and stuff and like sign these documents to say like, listen, if I need to go, I need to go because I need to drink my water. So yeah, I haven't had really, I haven't had any bad experience with it. Just you have your ups and downs, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And how old are you? 22. You're 22. So you were so, how old were you when you started there? 19. 19, okay. Mm. So, but you're in varsity. Yeah. And that, did you, were you studying at, you're from Pretoria? Bloom. Bloom. Okay. So why yes. was it Pretoria? Just because you're friends or? No. So my dad was asked to come coach for tax. So we moved to Pretoria. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But when you started, you were in Bloom. Yeah. Okay. So now how was that, you know, being in a time where everyone just finished school, you get a party, you mm. get to have, you know, all this freedom, whereas now you obviously structured and you focused on a goal and, you know, you're going to sim- experience similar things that Shanae would have experienced. I must say, when I started, I wasn't as disciplined, not in the way like cheating and stuff like that. It's more like if I skipped a meal, like it didn't really bother me. If I didn't go to gym the day or like I wasn't training properly, it was fine. Like I would get away with it. Like now I'm much worse. I'm like very, I have to eat on time. I can't miss the gym. It's very, but at that time it was very chilled. Um, We went out a lot, but I was never really a drinker. So that didn't really bother me. It was just mainly like, my meals, things like that. And also going to varsity, because I was studying on campus at that time, going to varsity and opening that lunchbox in a f- class full of 2,000 people. Was Bloom or Potch? Bloom. Bloom. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. And then everyone looks. Like, no one cares that they're looking. They just look. So that was bad. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> I don't know. I've got a very dominant personality, so I don't get influenced very quickly. Um, my dad always say says... I'm, I, I don't fall under peer pressure. I am the peer pressure. So <laughs> it didn't really influence me that much. Yeah, well, I think, you know, if you are doing these things that require so much discipline and you are sacrificing so much, mm-hmm. you have to have that strong personality. You have to have that personality where it's like, you know, these people are judging me, but I don't mm. care because I've got this vision of what I want to achieve. I've got these goals that I want to achieve. And, you know, despite anything they're going to say, it's not going to put me off my path. And maybe, you know, as you, you mentioned influence you into doing something that's not in line with your goals yeah you kind of actually indirectly get bullied because people are always saying like i don't know they make like comments like oh (laughs) or something like that and that's actually (laughs) bullying you when they're saying that you've got like a fat ass Mm. and you're actually training to not make it fat like it was yeah it's actually indirectly there was a lot of bullying when i started now i think i don't know people just tell me i'm intimidating and don't talk to me so now it's a lot better um, but when I started, it was bad. Like you just get comments from everyone and everyone's like, oh, but why are you doing this? And rather do this. And everyone wants to say something. Yeah. yeah everyone's like, That's one thing that irritates me. Like, yeah. obviously I'm still, as I said, I'm, I'm very young in this industry. I'm like a baby compared to everyone. I've only done two comps, but I love to train. But like there would be times where you're training and stuff and someone would say hello and then you'd obviously talk about your physique. It's always that don't get too big. Mm. You're going to lose your prettiness. Like, I didn't ask for that opinion. If yeah. I want to get big, it's for me. It's not for your enjoyment or pleasure. And it's specifically from guys who aren't really the biggest. Maybe they're intimidated by girls who just have a lot of muscle. I don't know. But when I do get it, it's always from smaller guys don't get too big. You're going to look too manly. Like Or very old woman. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's so annoying. That's one thing that turns me off completely. Like it's not nice. And people think you literally get big overnight. Yeah, if they only. They literally think it's <laughs> like... If <laughs> only. And that's, that's also the problem with society in general now is, you know, you can body shame someone that's making sacrifices, yeah. being yeah. more healthy, going through a rigorous training plan, but the moment you say anything about someone that's maybe slightly overweight, you're the one in the wrong. But people are allowed to make fun of someone that's, you know, trying to look after themselves and trying to improve themselves physically. Yeah, exactly. 
So now, how did you guys meet? Because obviously from different parts of the world, did you meet obviously once you moved to Pretoria or through competing? No, we, I also used to be a dancer and then I knew Justine through dancing. And then when did we first? December, at your first comp. At my first comp. She was such a bubbly little child. I was in the bathroom (laughs) because when I'm at a competition, I'm very like, I don't look at anyone. I don't smile. I don't like, I don't do anything. And she just comes into the bathroom and she's like, hey, you look so good. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we just met through there. And then we kind of got close, let's say from the beginning of July, maybe a bit before then. And then, yeah, we just clicked. And now everybody knows this is like, you know, Justine and Sinead. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, as you say, being so friendly in the bathroom at a show, that's what it should be like. It shouldn't Mm. be this toxic environment where, you know, you want to know, is she looking better than me? You know, what did she do on this prep? Mm. What is this? Who's that person seeing? And that's essentially, you know, what the negative stigma around the fitness industry lately has become. Maybe Mm. it's because of social media, so you know more about people. I think it's social media. But at the end of the day, it's not... You, you've gone through the exact same thing she went through. So mm-hmm. why not just encourage each other and support mm-hmm. each other? Why mm-hmm. is there a need to, you know, have that negativity, talk badly about other people? No, exactly. I go by this thing, like it's girls will always support girls until she is prettier than you. Or until she's competition. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like completely, you know, don't support her. Like with a lot of girls, I don't think, no, I don't want to say I get a lot of hate because... Just the negativity I do get, it's it's from girls, you know? Mm. And I just don't understand it. Like, if there's a girl that you find is, like, let's say really gorgeous, why is it, like, such an issue to, you know, degrade her? Your butt. Like, she's pretty, your butt. She has this, this, and this. I hate, like, the fact that girls have this constant need to be rude and be mean mm. and judgmental. Like, why can't girls just support girls? If she's prettier than you, like, go for it. Just be nice. Mm. I don't know why everybody has to be an asshole about it. Like, just be nice and supportive. When someone is like that, I think the biggest indication is of who are they as a person. Yeah. If someone is saying, oh, no, you know, because you're pretty, and then they find something that's wrong with you or they find mm. something to talk negative about, it's because of their own insecurities. Yeah, It's obviously not nice to hear, but there's some sort of, you know, happy lining where yeah that person's being ugly to me but at least i know they're not happy with themselves because i mean the more confident and happy you are with yourself Mm. the less you think badly of anyone else Mm. you know you're going Mm. to always just be positive and be happy the more you know you sacrificing and that's essentially what i assume i don't know i'd like to hear guys thoughts that you know competing did for me was you know the more sacrifice i made the more confident i became Mm. the more you know, I was willing to give up in terms of pleasure, let's say food, and let's say going out and partying, you know, those little pleasures that I gave up gave me way more pleasure along the line because mm. I was willing to sacrifice for the short term to benefit in the long term. Mm. So now with you, because I mean, obviously I saw, I don't know, if, obviously it wasn't your matric, it would have been your matric dance then. Yes. You went to that. Yes. You know, how did you manage that you know, scenario with, I don't know if it was around, it was around a comp. You I think I was stressing more than her because she yeah. had to compete on Saturday and she went on Thursday and yeah. I was like, oh, heaven. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I literally packed my own food. I sat there, I, I enjoyed it, but I was tired. Like, I wanted to sleep at like nine o'clock. I'm like, okay, bedtime. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go home, yeah. you know. um, It is a shitty feeling when especially when you see all this like amazing food and stuff but then you just got to remind yourself like you're doing this for you yeah. and if you want to make a really good future out of it you're going to make sacrifices you know you got to work hard you have to be disciplined but as i said like i'm a baby in this industry i'm like nobody you know but i need to build my like let's say brand if you want to call it and i think this is like the best way to start i don't see myself as like any fitness influencer i just love to train and i like to look good and just post about it yeah i think that's also the thing is uh, with competing, you need to have a social media presence. Yeah. You know, you need to be active on social media. You're sharing your life, you're sharing your training, but that doesn't mean you're an influencer. Yeah. It's just going to, the followers are just going to come yes. because of, you know, the industry that you're in. Yeah, mm. exactly. So why were you more stressed about her? Just because she wasn't. I don't know. Worried? I think I'm like very, <laughs> she can be sometimes very dirty Like sometimes yeah. I speak to her and it just doesn't go in at all. <laughs> And I coached her for this comp yeah. and 
it's like sometimes I message her like seven, eight messages and she doesn't reply and I'm like, did she read it? Did no, she no, not? I'm very bad on my phone. I'm very bad. And I think because I'm like very, this is prep. Like this is prep. You get it right or you don't do it. Yeah. And I was so scared. Someone like pressures her or someone pours alcohol into a drink because they do that at matric because yeah. obviously they're going to bully her and like just have a drink. It's not yeah. going to do anything. So I was so scared something like that was going to happen. Mm. Those and it never at least. No. Well, I actually took food to my matric dance as well because <laughs> I was I was like four weeks before my show, so I had to. Yeah. And I mean, also even at Varsity, I remember I don't think Spurs still does it anymore, but there was that two burger Mondays or whatever it was, and at Varsity because I studied at Tux, you know, everybody on a Monday would go to Spur or whatever, and I would be taking my egg whites to Spur, mm. and that's, you know, it's just the sacrifices that you have to make. Yeah. You obviously are with Tristan. You know, you make these sacrifices together. Mm. Would you, do you prefer it that way? Or sometimes you butt heads because you're both, I don't know, close to a show? Or have, has there been a situation where you're both <laughs> close to a show? There has been a situation. Okay, well, generally, before comms are fine. Like, I understand it's grumpy and it's all of that. So generally, it's it's fine. We've had a comp where it wasn't as smooth, but I mean, it came from both sides it's like it wasn't his fault only and it wasn't only my fault it was just like a rough patch but I think I do kind of prefer the discipline because as a girl you know you always get insecure do I look fat do I and that's when he kind of helps because he's he always preps not always like even if he's off season he's still eating his seven meals a day and he's always eating them on time whichever food it is and he has one cheat meal a week if his coach says it's okay like he does nothing so when I feel like I'm not like that in off season I don't really diet I kind of just try and keep my protein and stuff high because otherwise I struggle to prep but that's just me personally but when I do feel like super fat and like unhealthy and stuff he's like okay just do a quick like two week prep then you'll feel fine again and then when he's also doing it it's much easier like it's much easier to stay on track eat your meals because there's nothing else really distracting me yeah that's actually something I wanted to ask both of you. You know, with a guy, let's just say doing a bulk, it's okay most of the time when he gets fatter. But as a girl, sometimes I can assume it must be more difficult if you want to obviously put on some size because you need to increase your calories. Mm -hmm. Your body fat is going to go up. You know, how do you navigate that in terms of, you know, even just social media you i think you obviously just kind of have to be like well people want to unfollow me because i don't look as lean as i did then you know so what but how do you do that even in terms of the mental health aspect you know of trying to put on size you're not looking what you look like on show day now you're thinking you know these people are going to think i've let myself go or you know how do you manage that where she's speaking about that in the car i was actually telling her as yeah. well because she doesn't post as much really so i was yeah. like actually saying to her, like She's going into a bulk now. We decided we're going to bulk her. Like, when you post, kind of explain what you're doing because I think yeah. that locks your followers. They they see what you're doing. They yeah. understand what you're doing. They don't, like, assume that you're all of a sudden just letting yourself go. They know yeah. you're picking up weight for a purpose. Like a storyline. Yeah. So you're literally, like, explaining, like, this is your current physique. This is yeah. why, like, next year you're going to compete again. When you're going to compete, like, kind of just, like, keep them in the loop. I think a lot of people are interested in that as well, especially people wanting to compete but don't really know how or what or things yeah. like that. Yeah. But it is difficult picking up weights, like especially the first two months after a comp. I think that's the worst. Mm. But then you kind of just embrace, you get like thicker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's that the fun part, yeah. Like, the thing is with me around, let's say this time last year, I didn't have a lot of followers. Mine was like like ranging like around 2000 and then I don't know after my first comp I just grew a lot like I only have like maybe 12,000 something um but it grew a lot within this short period of time and as I said I don't see myself as any fitness influencer at all I mean I'm just 18 or 18 years old but I just love to train and I like to look good but what I've understood so far is that I've only posted, like we were speaking about this in the car, mm. I've only posted when I look the best. Obviously, as a lot of people do. You know, it's a common thing. You're not going to, like majority of the time, you're not going to post things where, you know, you're not doing well or you don't look as pretty and stuff like that. And the thing is, um, 
what I've understood is that people are interested in your life now. What I've realized, I get lots of DMs. I wouldn't necessarily say from guys. Majority of my DMs are from girls. Like, you know, what did you do to like look this good? Or what makeup do you use? What do you do for your skin? And it all just piled on top of me now. It all just happened so quickly. Like after my first comp, I got sponsored by NPL. And then the, like, the following range just came in like quickly. And like you kind of get like a bit of a shock because now you don't know what to do. You don't know what to post because the thing is, uh, I was speaking to Justine about it, um, with photo shoots and stuff, like you're going to look your best. You're getting your hair and makeup professionally done. You're paying a lot of money for that. Your photos are extreme. I don't want to say extremely edited, but enhanced, you know, as a, every photographer would do. And the thing is, you're not always going to look like that. Like, let's say when you go out now, I don't have my hair extensions in. I'm not wearing a lot of makeup. I'm not as dark. And then people come up to you and they're like, why don't you look like that? I'm like, because not not everybody's going to look like that yeah. on the day. Like, you're going to, you change in a way. And then it's really demotivating. And it gets to you because people either think, let's say you're a catfish or you're fake and stuff like that. But it's not. It's just, this is an industry you pay to get these things done. You're not going to pay a lot of money for you to look exactly like you are. You're not going to look as lean. You know, you have enhancements on your body and there is editing involved and people don't get that. It's not that you fake. It's just this is the industry and this is what professionals do. And yeah, it gets to you sometimes. It does. It really yeah. does. Well, I mean, if you look at show day, yeah. that's the leanest you're ever going to be. You know, and it's impossible to stay that lean year round yeah. that you would be on show day. And, you know, you're posting those photos and people are like, yo, look how amazing she looks. Then they might see you, you know, at the gym where your tan's worn off. You might be a little bit more pale. Yeah. You know, you might not have makeup on. You might, you know, have been doing legs so your shoulders aren't as big. And then people say like, you know, I thought she had muscle or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's, it's demotivating, mm -hmm. but I th also think you need to get to a space where it's like, this is me, this is what I do, and it's impossible to always look that way because you can't, no one no, can. No, you can't. And that's, that's the thing is people, on so when you look at someone's social media, you think, you know, that's what they look like all the time. Yeah. If people look at these celebrities or look at someone in a movie, you know, those people dieted just for that movie or those people did something just for this mm. event. You know, you have to understand that nobody is going to look perfect yeah. all the time. Yeah. So with you. Mm-hmm. Now that, you know, you know, Tristan has obviously done very well in his competing mm -hmm. and he's also trying to get his pro card. Is there any like, you know, because he's obviously trying with MPC, you with PCA, was there ever any beef between that? I assume there wouldn't between be. Between? Between like MPC and PCA, like Tristan being like, no, you can't do PCA, come to MPC. No, actually not. So he's really supportive of any federation. Like he doesn't really care what federation I do. He kind of just wants me to be in a federation where I can compete mm -hmm. and be competitive. Like it sounds bad, but you don't want to compete against someone who didn't really prep for a show and you're winning against people who are not competitive. So there wasn't really any beef for me moving from MPC to PCA at all. Like he... He's fine. He wants to go to Olympia, so that's why he's at NPC, and that's the only way to get there. I wouldn't say really I wanted to go, but I'll never look like those girls, if that makes sense, because I'm not willing to take those amounts of steroids. Yeah, like some of them do. Not all of them, but some of them do. Well, anyone at that level is. Those okay, girls well, at that level 100%. I didn't are. say it. No. <laughs> so like <laughs> what I said to him as was like, I don't doubt myself in like my dancing abilities because if it was just dance or dancing, I could probably place at Olympia, but it's not. So, and I don't want to look that manly. I don't want to be that big and muscular. Like obviously I want to be lean and stuff, but not that extreme. Yeah. So that's why I chose PCA and they looked after me very well. I was kind of looking for a federation that... I don't know how to say it, like looks after the athletes, the show runs quickly because I'm very impatient. And that show was like five hours over 200 athletes and we were done. And especially when you might be a little bit more dehydrated or yeah. uncomfortable because you've got a tan, so you can't exactly just like chill properly. Yeah. And 
it's the worst time when you know they say, okay, well, here's your time slot. Twelve between twelve and two, you're gonna go on stage. And then three two, hours yeah, later, you still three not hours on. Later, you still haven't gone on. I mean, my I think it was my last show. It was an NPC show. I finished at one in the morning, and I wasn't even the last category. That was the thing with me for aerobic fitness. We were like right at the end with the bikini girls, and not like downgrading anyone, but to do a two minute three-minute routine of like tumbling, tricks, dancing, jumping at 12 o'clock at night, it doesn't work. You've yeah. been awake since what time in the morning because no one sleeps in prep. You can't drink really much water. You can drink water, but like, you know, you're dehydrated. Yeah. You're not really eating a lot. You don't have energy to stay up until one o'clock in the morning yeah. and then get on stage and do a three-minute routine. It's not just posing. Yeah. And then you have to do a routine and then after that you have to pose again as well. It's doesn't work it's That's just too much what, what i want to ask you in terms of you know a water drop or you know mm -hmm. how do you handle those things having to dance because yes posing on stage is difficult but mm -hmm. dancing on stage definitely more difficult yeah so i don't i water drop but not i don't like completely cut out water so on my show day i still drank three and a half liters of water um just because like i don't really hold water that much when it gets when i get lean um yeah i was I don't know. I was when I was fine. Like I'm not thirsty or anything. I don't drink anything. But when I get thirsty, I drink because I cramp a lot. And if I cramp while I dance, I'm gonna fall. So I do my water drop. But then when it gets to show day, I have my set water and I try almost to drink my water closer to stretching, warming up, all of that kind of stuff. And then it kind of just helps me get through it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you obviously you coached her, but. Did you handle things differently because you were 17 at the time in terms of, you know, the extremeness that you went into it? Coach? <laughs> I didn't coach her for her first competition. Oh, I only coached her for FRM now. Uh, okay. Yeah. So then last year, who was your coach? Did you just do it yourself? Hmm? Kind of like, let's say, myself, uh, Marco Arujo. And then I also had my own personal trainer at the time. I train as a personal trainer. I need that. Because, like, she trains at a different gym. So I can't have her there to push me. So my personal training, like, I need that 100%. If I don't have someone training me hard and pushing me, I'm not going to do it as much. You know, I want to I sweat every single workout. I need to be pushed. I think it's also because of the dance background, having someone on your case 24-7. Mm. You get used to that and you feel the need to be pushed mm. in those aspects. That's why I need it within my workout as well. I think it's just the way, also, like, the dancing we did, it's very competitive, very toxic. And yeah, it takes a lot out of you. Like the cardio is absolutely insane. Yeah, like I would I it's agree gymnastics with her. on the floor. It, yeah, but like it's extremely fast. I would say to Tristan literally all the time, I'm like, this is not intense enough for me. Like I need more training. Yes. Or like he gives me a workout and then for a normal person, the workout takes an hour and a half. And for me, within like 25 minutes, I'm done. Because yeah. I just like, if I don't train intensely, it feels like I'm not doing anything. Yes. And I think that's definitely the dancing. Literally. Because you have, because... Um, what type, sorry to interrupt, what style of dance is it? So the federation is SADTA, freestyle and slow dance. And disco. And disco. Okay. It's yeah. very like high impact dancing. Like very similar to the... Very fast. Fitness, basically. Okay. Just a lot more faster... Um, yeah, like the environment is not your typical, it's not like dance moms. It's, no. it's a lot worse. Yeah. Even like it's the slow wild. dance is still fast, actually. Yes, like, like it's slow dance very, is very fast. fast. And, and is there a big market in South Africa for this? Is there like big competition? It has grown. Yeah. But it's not like as big as like your normal, typical, like contemporary dancing, tap, jazz. It's, it's, it's still growing in South Africa. It's been around for like 20 years now. Um, the guy who brought like SADTA, like freestyle slow dance and disco. His name is David Jones. He came down to South Africa from uh, the UK and he brought this down. So it's it's huge in the UK, this type of dancing. Okay. Yeah, but not a lot of people like it. Because um, it's too why. tiring. It is tiring. I think because to train for it is, you know, yes, yes it's bad. To train yeah. for that kind of dancing, you're like, you're doing push-ups and you're doing like your round and then after your round, you're doing burpees mm. and then it's it's like a non-stop and it's, hours and hours a day it's mm. not like bodybuilding where you go to the gym for an hour an hour and a half and it's done it's like five six hours a day yeah. it's hectic that's <laughs> very similar to gymnastics training very okay. similar and you go to specific gymnastics training for that dance yeah so it's for like the tumbling part yeah. of it okay 
No, it's insane. So now, what do you, I don't know if you guys know really like the end goal of what you want to achieve with competing or, you know, have you guys set yourself like in five years, this is where I want to be? We spoke about this yesterday as well, actually. Would you like to go first? (laughs) No, No, like with me, like my end goal, I'd like to compete in the States under WBFF. Okay. Eventually just get my name out here. For a few more years. So then someone you'd look up to, maybe like Hattie. Hattie's like my people. like ultimate idol. Like I just look up to her in every single way from her physique, from her journey with uh, being in the fitness industry. I mean, she was anorexic and now she literally has like one of the best physiques I've ever seen in my life. And just like her whole like her vibe and her aura, like she's very motivating. She's very raw. I like looking up to fitness influencers that are very raw. And honest, like, and that's what I need to, let's say, learn from. Because as I said, like earlier, you only post the best, but I'm trying to catch on to that trend where just posting pretty much everything so people get to know you because people only know my face. Mm. They don't know who I am, what I do, how long I've been doing this for. And as I said, like, because Hopefully of now my, they can find out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like with my following, like that has increased very quickly now I'm learning from other people. I'm always asking for advice and, you know, looking up to these idols like Hattie. And yeah, I just want to be like her one day. Mm. Wow. No, she's insane. I actually saw her. It was actually, it was one of the most amazing experiences in terms of competing when I, because I don't know how, but when I was 19 in South Africa, when I got my pro card at WBFF and then I went over to Canada and I saw all of these people there, mm. you know, we, 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 um, I, me and then like Wayne could see her and there was someone else, there was three South Africans that were able to go. And, you know, seeing all these WBFF pros, you know, being a small little South African, not really understanding, you know, the level of athletes that these people are. Mm. And, you know, seeing Lawrence Simpson walk past you and seeing Hattie and seeing all these girls and, you know, it was like kind of overwhelming because mm. you see them on social media and, you know, they like, the f- most famous fitness, yes. in, not really influencers, but people mm. on social media. Then you see them in person and then you see, you know, the muscle models who are so big. They're the size of our bodybuilders back in South Africa. Mm. And it just kind of, it humbles you to think, because you're like, yo, I'm this big shot in South Africa. I've, I've won this show, that show. Then you go overseas and then you kind of just put, get put in your place mm. where, you know, the muscle models are bigger than our bodybuilders. I've, I've I was obviously doing fitness model at the time, but even going there and, you know, going against the other fitness models, they were the size of the guys mm-hmm. that do classic here. Mm. So it was just so interesting to see, you know, and the level of athletes, you know, that mm. you look up to. It's phenomenal, you know, how good they look. And they yeah. look so much better in person. I mm. think, you know, when you get to that level, mm. they look better in person. Mm. You know how you're mentioning... Like with in terms of muscle, let's say, maybe not in terms of face and attractiveness, mm. but when you see those people in person, they look so much bigger. Mm. They, I mean, if you saw Hattie in person, I think you'd be shocked actually by how much muscle she has. Yeah. Because, yes, she's got a lot and you can see she's and got a lot. And she's like a small like, person. Yes, yeah, a very small frame. Yeah. So you, your goals? At this point, I just actually want to compete as a pro. Like, I want to win pro lineups and I just want to compete. Like, I don't want to get to a point where I can't compete because there's no competitions or there's no competitors or anything like that. So, um, I was a pro when I was 19 and obviously it's a good feeling. It's, you got your pro card, it's a very big achievement. But in certain federations, you can't really compete because they don't have any pro shows so having a pro card but you're not competing means nothing to me personally so i want to that's the one thing with pca is they've got extremely good pros like people like my dream so if i do become a pro i can compete regularly against them because pca have pro shows basically with like all their shows so that's kind of the only thing i want to do now i want to become a pro and then compete with the pros okay and have you given yourself a timeline not really. <laughs> Hopefully I can become a pro while I'm waiting for show dates now. So somewhere next year and then I want to compete like twice next year. Okay. Hopefully beginning and end of next year. So you obviously, you're not in a relationship. No. Okay. So, <laughs> but I mean, you both can answer these questions. How, because so, obviously, I mean, sadly, 
My audience is 98% male on YouTube. <laughs> 98%. Mm. It's terrible. But anyway, that's why I try to get girls on to try to build up some sort of female <laughs> audience. I don't want to just have guys watching this. But anyway. Okay, first, let's actually talk about. So I don't know if you've open to sharing. Like, how did you and Tristan meet? Was it through shows or how did. Because I assume he's the one that approached you. Yes, he slid into my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I ignored him, and then the second time he replied (laughs) on one. (laughs) The second time he replied on one of my stories about like a pet peeve, and I said being late. And then he was like, Yeah, me too. (laughs) And then we just kind of started chatting from there. And then, yeah. That was basically it. And then we met for the first time in like the end of January and started dating in February. <laughs> last, this year, last year? 2021. 2021, yeah. okay, last year. And now, okay, well, that could be the first question then because guys want to know these things and there's tons of videos on YouTube about it anyway. <laughs> you know, how does a guy approach a girl? Especially <laughs> oh, like, wow. We you, knew this was going to come. <laughs> how do you, how we do even practiced this. We literally did. And our straight-ass answer is if you're, if you're not hot, it's not going to work. Yeah. Okay, fair. But how do you, let's say, what type of way, how do you slide into the DM without sliding into the DM? Because it's such a cliche thing to send someone a message. But let's say... This girl is in bloom. How do I get in contact with her? How do I do anything? You kind of just have to DM her. You know? Some guys do it yeah. very like weird. Oh wow. Very weird. Like tasty <laughs> moister dung on a rison. And like you've never seen me before, dude. You literally just started following me like calm down. No. I think just build like a thing. normal chat. Like if you put like Push a Yeah, like like don't like reply on my story and say, You're so sexy or something like that, because that's creepy. Just like yeah, build nice. like a normal conversation like and, literally yeah. how you would chat if you were in a relationship just like chat okay but essentially you won't reply if you don't find them attractive no no okay so guys <laughs> essentially be smart about how you send this girl a message and she, if she doesn't reply you're not just hard. don't send another one <laughs> just don't because we do see it yeah, we do. <laughs> I look at my DMs. In the requests. Yeah. And you just don't but open like, them. <laughs> for me, just be nice. Don't be like too arrogant. Yeah, don't be cheesy. Yeah, that throws me off. So like, what, don't what, flirt, what is cheesy? Don't no. flirt like straight from the beginning. No. Like chat for a bit first and then later on be like, yeah, you've got really nice eyes or like something like that. Like don't do it straight away because then it comes on like very okay. desperate. No, like if you actually like, if a guy to slide into my DMs, and he was like, I just want to say you have like a really good physique or like I like your hair or something like that. That's nice. Like be straightforward. Mm. Um, but don't be like, oh, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my entire life. Because you're like, lying. Yeah. You, <laughs> you probably say that to everyone. No, on earth is the most beautiful yeah, girl exactly. someone's ever seen. There's always going to be someone that's... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've, we've had weird stuff, eh? <laughs> <laughs> What's the most weird encounter that you've had with a girl? Oh, we've had the same one. Let's not go there. <laughs> share. Share. <laughs> Try be as a pro. Actually, don't be. Mm-hmm. What did, did they send you a photo of something? Yes. I'm surely you get photos of yeah, genitalia. I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then sometimes you don't answer. And then they just decide to video call you <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> so the one day I was with Tristan literally. And this guy's calling and calling and calling. And I'm like, just help me. And he answers the phone. And <laughs> Oh, wow. And he just sees everything, like, everything. <laughs> well, I've, I've actually, being a man in the fitness industry, <laughs> a lot of men get this as well, where they get photos of guys' junk as well. Yeah. And I, I used to, not anymore really, surprisingly enough, now that I'm single, I get it less. But when I was with my ex, I always used to get photos of from guys. And I'd literally get it and I'd call it and be like, come, come, come. <laughs> Look at this this photo because it's blurred, obviously. Because yeah. it's in the request folder. And then it's a photo of, you know what? And then it's not attractive. Mm-mm. What is nice, especially randomly out of the blue? What like what does a person think? And then the this guy girl is going to think or this guy is going to yeah. think when you just randomly out of the blue send a photo of your knob. Oh. And then it's someone with like no profile pic or a name oh. and it's like user 27483, oh. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and now it's bad. Uh, being approached in the gym. Oh, wow. Because that's, that's difficult. You know, from a male perspective, you don't 
But the, okay, well, from my perspective, even on a male perspective, because male perspectives might differ. But from my perspective, let's say I see a girl that's really attractive, I deliberately just won't approach her because mm. I don't want to seem like I'm this weird guy approaching her in yeah. the gym. So I would lose out on the opportunity to go and talk to a girl who maybe something could have happened mm. just because I don't want to be, you know, a guy that approaches yeah. a girl in the gym. It depends how you do it for me. Like, I don't understand. Like, if I'm busy gymming and stuff and a guy comes up to me and he's like, listen, I just want to say you have a really good physique. Keep it up. I won't be rude. I won't be like, oh, I'm I'm busy doing my workout. No, no, no. Please just go away. I'm not like that at all. If you want to compliment me, I'm literally the nicest person ever. I'll say thank you so much. And, you know, if we have a little chat between there, I'm not like this person. Like, if you come up to me while I'm training, I'm going to be like a bitch towards you. I'm not like that at all. Um, yeah, but cardio, that's a different story. Just don't come up to me with cardio. I'm sweating. Yeah, fair. I look gross. Um, like, with guys, just be straightforward and just be nice. Don't come, like, don't come across as if you, if you, I don't know, Zac Efron and you think you're, like, you're the biggest guy in the gym, you're like Chris Bumstead, you know, like egotistic. I don't like guys like that because mm. you can't have a proper conversation with them without them loving themselves. I, I don't like that at all. Mm. Yeah. Ego is a real killer, like bad. Yeah. I've had a guy, or guys come up to me before that are creepy, like they literally just come straight up to you and they don't even say hi and they're just like, can I get your number or can I get your Instagram? I'm like... No, <laughs> like, that's weird. But then there's been other people that have like come up and then they just like they're nice. They just like you look, you look really good. Well done. Yeah, that's fine. And then there's like old people and the old ones yeah, just, their like, egos are just. I had a guy. He's always at the gym when I'm gymming, and I, if I gym at a different time, he's still there. So it's kind of weird. But he just comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, ax Henry, and jij is prachtig." I'm like, <laughs> "You're like sixty, dude." <laughs> I've had Jeez. one weird encounter. Oh my gosh. So I was at the gym and I'm, I don't know, I think I was doing arms and stuff. This guy just comes up to me, like, but it's the way he's standing already. I could really, I was already thrown off. He's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. He's like, do you come here often? <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> but like, it was very weird. And I'm like, yes, I come here every day. Um, he's like, okay, I hope you have a good workout. Bye. Just walks away. That's like so but stalker. Like, not like in a joking way. Like this guy was by himself and I'm like, wow. And he did it again. Like I think three days later while I was doing cardio, he's like, hi, how are you? But like you'd have these pauses and I'm like, I'm good, eh? I'm yeah, very like good. It just makes you feel so uncomfortable. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I can't do it that, mm -mm. eh? No. Get I think right. as a, you know, guys, if you if a girl's interested in you or potentially could be interested in you and you make eye contact and she looks away instantly or you can see mm. the like her if you the make action. her feel like if you look at her and she looks back at you and there's like a two three second pause of you both looking fine mm. yeah. but if she immediately looks away and you know she looks uncomfortable mm. you know then i think that's maybe the safest way as a mm. male and also just to not put a girl in an uncomfortable position by talking to them and they're actually you know, just bothered by you. Yeah. One, I would say maybe not during a workout. Mm. Maybe during the workout, if you make eye contact and it kind of seems like there's something, mm. then after the session or whatever, maybe talk to her. But I think as, a, as guys, maybe some people can't pick up on this. A lot of people I think obviously could. Most people I assume could, except for those creeps maybe. <laughs> you can tell if a girl is looking mm, at you yeah. maybe a bit more often than any other random would. Mm. So I think that's the safest route as a male because you don't want to come off as a creep. Well, unless they do want to come off a creep and that's, you know, how they enjoy mm. approaching girls is look at the girl. If she looks back at you, okay, cool. Maybe approach her another day or maybe the next day if she's there at the same time after the session, but never really go up to her and just say you're the prettiest thing I've ever seen. No. Mm -mm. So those, mm -hmm. I assume, are the things just not to do. No. Yeah. Yeah, those are weird. Has there been guys that come up, like, let's say Tristan's training a different muscle group somewhere else and a guy comes up to you? Yes, actually. Oh, it was wow. like, actually, once when we were training in porch and then this guy was, like, following me everywhere. And then his friends came and they were staring and then Tristan sees it immediately. And he just, like, comes and stands behind me while I train. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're gone. So... That helps. I think he like watches me every time I train. He just watches everything I do because he knows guys. He knows how they are. So mm. 
but we don't train like not very often like together so we're in the same area but obviously they don't know we're together mm. so they don't really actually care mm. and do you enjoy that training because um when i was prepping for mpc just bef- before covid i think it was 2019 my ex and i would train every single session together for the entire prep do you mm. enjoy doing that do you not enjoy that obviously things are slightly different but like her and i maybe i don't know it was codependency or whatever it was but let's say we're doing legs obviously her leg workout was slightly structured differently but we would still like i would be let's say i'm doing squats here and she's doing for example hip thrusts we do it next to each other maybe that's a bit weird but it was kind of nice throughout the whole prep you know, because so I was obviously coaching her and coaching myself. We'd eat the same food, obviously different portion sizes. We'd train together at the same time. And I think I, I, I liked it at the time. You know, you and Tristan, obviously. I think what's different with us is he trains much slower than I do. And like I said, like I'm trained very intensely. Even when I'm like two weeks out, I want to train and I want to get done. And I'm never at the gym for like longer than 50 minutes at all. And it's with my cardio. And he trains much slower and he does his steps in between his sets and stuff. So we we have trained together and like it's nice when you do, but I don't think we do it throughout a whole prep. Also, he likes listening to his music and I like listening to my music and that kind of keeps us focused while we train. So we do some sessions together, but we wouldn't train a whole prep together. I think it's just because we train so differently. Mm. Like I can't train for so long, like it literally kills me. And when it comes to, like, dieting, um, my body is very different. So when I started my first prep, it was very sensitive to, like, different things. Sometimes it was sensitive to carbs. Sometimes it was sensitive to protein. Now, at this point, I eat, like, yogurt and rice cakes and, like, cottage cheese and, like, weird stuff, like, it's like weird things like I make like cakes and stuff like that that I eat in my prep where he doesn't he eats like his rice krispies and he's whatever foods he eats he always eats the same thing where my body is like a, a roller coaster with us at the moment because my body is very up and down with certain foods sometimes it's this sometimes it's that so we're constantly figuring out what works with my body where his is like set on that works so you don't change what works so some meals I would eat the same especially like off season if he makes something that like the other day actually he made something that looked really nice so I'm like okay please make that for me too mm-hmm. and then I would eat it like it's fine but generally we eat very differently just because my body is extremely weird <laughs> and you now yeah. would you obviously you say you train with a trainer yes but if you would you, like, let's say you and Justine could train together every day. Would you prefer that? Or would you prefer to stay with the trainer? Or would you, let's say you start dating a guy who also competes, would you want to train with him? Or how I would really, you like to do it? Yeah, I really don't mind. I'm really easy. Also, like, I have a very, very close relationship with my personal trainer. She's, like, the absolute best. Like, she's literally, like, my second mom. So, like, she's not like that if I to train, let's say, two weeks without her and I'm either training by myself, like, she understands completely, like, I just love training with people that are stronger than me. I just love it. It's a thing for me. Like, Justine would, like, literally kill me with the workout. And that's what I want, you know, because that's what you strive for. Yeah, so, like, I'm very easy. With a guy, um, I wouldn't mind. But, like, as you said earlier, like, your body is structured differently. Like, they're going to prefer to do these movements. You're going to prefer to do, like, other movements. Also, with me being a girl, I don't think – I don't know how guys think, but – from what I've understood, a lot of guys don't enjoy training with someone who's weaker because obviously they're not going to be pushed as I much. I will, in, you yeah. know, that aspect, I will say, like, you know, it's difficult. Let's say we're both doing squats. Yeah. Every single set, mm. once I'm done, okay, let's take off these yeah. plates, put on hers. So it was very, you know, a lot more effort to do it. Mm. But at the time, I don't know, it was kind of just natural and it kind of just worked. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't really voice my frustration because it wasn't her fault. Yeah. But it was at times quite frustrating. Yeah. And it takes a while, you know. And like, because I, I started training with my brother and my dad because my dad used to compete under IFBB. Um, so he's like the reason why I got into competing. It's him and my brother. Um, they like really like forced it upon me. And I'm like, okay, I'll finally do it because I was scared, you know. Mm. And um, I'd always like go train with them and stuff. And I'd see how irritated they would get with me because they have to... Because my dad and them are quite strong. And I could also, like, kind of 
you know, realize, okay, it takes a lot longer to, you know, put these weights back on, pack them away, and I'm like, okay, it's also getting frustration, like frustrating for myself because then you need a weight and then let's say do supersets and stuff and everything's just a mission. So it's either like train, train with someone who's just a bit stronger than you, which I would prefer a female other than just a guy, maybe like one or two sessions, but yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I think this was fun. Any other tips you want to help guys with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these these, these 98% of my, my men watching, anything you want to give, any tips? Or any uh, maybe a situation that you've had where you kind of just felt like, why did this guy do this? DMs, gym, what else is there? I don't really know. What else is there? Just don't be full of yourself, please. Okay. Yeah. And don't no, be so too much. Also, ego. don't compliment me every two seconds. That yeah. that's probably my biggest ick. If you compliment me every two seconds, like it's too much. I and if that. you're too clingy, oh, too wow. soon. Yeah. Like okay. like obviously, mm. if you're deep into a relationship, uh, relationship, it's different. Mm. But if you're like dating for like a week or two, and then it's like this, it's like okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, essentially, you don't want to feel like. You know, I, I don't know. Personally, you want to be with someone that you know can do better than you. Yeah. I, I always want to be with a girl that I'll know, okay, she actually could do better than me. Because mm. you don't want to be in this relationship where it's like, you know, you've actually settled. Yeah. yeah. Everybody should be the one that's trying to level up. Yeah. Yes. And be with someone that's actually a bit above, you know, what they are. Because then it makes you be a better person. It makes you want to be, you know, a better boyfriend or girlfriend. It mm. makes you want to, you know, always make sure that you're doing right by them because, you know, they can maybe do better than you. So I think that maybe it is, you know, if a guy's trying too hard and constantly too clingy and too that, it's kind of just like, bro, I don't want someone that needs to try this hard. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also not yeah. being in competition with each other. Like, like you can both be doing different things. Or even the same thing and like rather motivate and be proud of each other than be in competition with each other. Because I've seen couples that are very, very competitive with mm. each other and it's like, this is like your life partner. Why are you competing with them? I experienced that in my like relationship because I was my ex for like a year and four months, I could say. And it gets very toxic. And then... Like, like you should be happy for each other. So you look at the competition aspect. Yeah, just no. When, just don't be a someone who's really insecure. Okay. Yeah, you he know? was like toxic jealous with her. And the thing is, like, I'm not bad-mouthing or anything, but you need to just find someone who can support you and just don't be with someone who's insecure because they're going to change you and it's not going to make your life easier. Mm. And also, all you're taking, guys... Stay out of my DMs. I can't with it anymore. Yeah, married I, men. Married <laughs> men, stay out of Jeez. my DMs. I've had so many of that, you know, and it's bad. It is very, very bad. And it is very well-known people as well. Mm. And it is not good. And you and you don't realise it, like, because they look so happy in their relationship. They post and everything. And then I check my DMs and I'm like, <laughs> What? Aren't you married? <laughs> yeah, Literally. and it's not just random people. It's people that you know, that we know. And I'm like, okay, screenshot, send to girlfriend or wife. There we go. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's silly. Because it makes – so do you send the screenshots? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Okay, so guys, don't. Just I'll, I'll screenshot, send it to your girlfriend. Because I was going to say – I remember there was some account, it was some American account where there was relatively well-known people where this girl was outing all of these, not just mm. married men, mm. but married women as well, or couples essentially, that were, you know, sending DMs to these models or this and yeah. that. And then you could see they were in a relationship and then this page was literally just outing and posting the chats mm. and, you know, essentially showing that these people were obviously being unfaithful. Yes, like and making conversation with someone else, like whether you're a girl or a guy, yeah. making conversation with another person, that's kind of cheating. Mm. Like even if yeah. it's not always heavy flirting or whatever, it's yeah. you going out of your way to make conversation with someone else. It's how are you doing it? Like especially like what I've experienced, like 
there's like a lot of married like older couples in the gym mm. and like for instance like specifically in the fitness industry if like the husband like let's say dms and says like listen Shanae, you look good and stuff like that you can kind of sense where it's it's okay but then you also get another vibe where it's like, this isn't okay yeah as a man yeah i'm not going to tell someone that if I just want to tell them that. Men yeah. don't do Especially that. like, because, like, but some couples are like friends. Yes. With, yes. Then yeah. it's fine. Like yeah. say, say you're married and you and your wife are friends with Shanae and like you compliment her. That's completely yeah. different because like you are both you friends. It. It's how you do it. But, but if this, let's say mm. you're friends or whatever, but this guy randomly sends you a message. Let's say you spoke to them in person at gym mm. and then that night, nine o'clock, whatever, he gets, you get a message from him saying, just want to say you look really good, keep up the good work. You as can a say guy, that to me tomorrow. As <laughs> a guy, that yeah. is, there's ulterior motives there. Yeah, it's not course. just trying to, you know, give a compliment. Yeah. But at, at the same time, it might not be. Yeah. And also, I think the biggest thing with males is, mm. because a guy would only send a message to a girl if they want something, right? Yeah. Most of the time. And then... But a girl might be in the different mindset where she's just complimenting you. Mm. Mm. And then this guy's like, oh, no, she wants me because she's complimenting me. Obviously, mm. maybe if a girl DMs you out of the blue, different story, she yeah. probably also does want you. But let's say you're just having a conversation and then she gives you a compliment. Mm. This guy's going to think that, you know, they're interested, this girl's interested in me. Yeah. So I think that's also maybe what you've seen is you're just being nice. Yeah. Mm. And then now that suddenly the table's turned and this guy's like trying to, you know, be interested in you way more than he was. No, social media is dangerous. It's also, as I said, it's just how you do it. Yeah. And as I said, just if you're straightforward, if you're really, really straightforward, it will be okay. And like the thing is, if you're gonna, if you're gonna come across as flirting, then... A lot of shit can go down, especially with taken couples. Mm. And if now, you say something, would you say it in front of your husband or your wife? That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are like, you deleting those messages after the chat? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, would you say that if your wife or your husband was standing right next to you? Would you still say that to me? Yeah. Then you know yeah. you're causing shit or not. Yeah, no, of course. I just don't know why people do that because I've experienced it, and I'm like, just why are you DMing other girls when you have me? Yeah, you know? I think it's probably also because it's the same way people go and they be more rude or they spread more hate on mm. social media because it doesn't really seem that real. Yeah. Whereas it's a, just a little bit of fun that this, you know, horny guy yeah. is thinking, oh, it's just going to be a little bit of fun, you know, chat to this girl. Maybe she wants to send me photos or that's my motive behind it or whatever it may be. It's just a little bit of fun. It's not that serious because it's not in person. Yeah. But it's identical it's the exact same amount of cheating as if it was in person like just because just coming from a relationship and just l like my little bit of time that i've experienced with it just be open honest and mm. also the biggest red flag if they don't allow you on their phone mm. yes. biggest red flag listen <laughs> biggest red flag if i if you are literally having an epileptic fit <laughs> because i'm going on your phone or if someone is like that Leave them. They are hiding things. Maj they are cheating on you. I don't care what anybody else has to tell me. They are cheating on you. They are hiding things. And it does come out. Truth always comes out. I always say that. Always the truth always. you confront them about the truth. It comes out. It comes out. It always comes out. It always comes out. Especially with social media yeah. these yeah, days. Social it's media. Like, oh, my. I think, you know, you should be able to go through, like, WhatsApp chats. Yes. And Instagram conversations. Like, you don't have to go through, uh, like, if he thinks, like, no, you're going to go on my banking app or no, you're going to go no, through my yeah. notes. Like, different things. Like, okay, fine. I won't go on those. Watch me go through your Instagram and your WhatsApp. And, and I won't go through anything. You know, like, yes, go, of course, yeah. Like, you know, keeping pictures of exes and stuff of you guys mm. together. That, that's a bit weird. That's that sounds weird. personal. Hmm? No, it's just weird. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, that's very weird. Yeah. When you keep photos of your exes. No, yeah. of course. For what reason? Yeah. Or previous girls. And okay, like, yeah. there's another question. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hectic though. Let's say, obviously, you had a boyfriend, I had a girlfriend. You know, I didn't delete any of those photos. You know, how do you, like, let's say now someone else starts dating me. Mm-hmm. Is she allowed to make me delete those photos of Instagram? Well, because it's, in, but it's Instagram. No, no, no. My, oh. my gallery, I can delete that. Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. fine. Fair enough. But mm. off Instagram, let's say. Yes. 
You have to Why? delete. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why would you, like, literally, if you're going onto the guy's page and you're seeing, like, photos of seven different girls, who's he dating? Yeah. But let's say, <laughs> okay, in my case, quite a hectic case. I was engaged to her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we broke up. Mm-hmm. I don't ever, I don't see myself with her ever again. You know, I, that's why we broke up, essentially. Mm. But... I don't really feel like I need to delete those photos because, I mean, you're their memories. It's not like I wish I could go back and have those memories again, mm. but they're just memories. And it's, it's just social media. Ends, I think. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. also, like, if you're still single, it's fine. Like, you can leave it there. But if another girl does come into your life, yeah. then you got to take it off. Because mm. then it's like your focus is on your new girl, yeah. not your past relationships. Yeah. What if it was like four years ago? Like, let's say I don't get in a relationship for four years. And I, I just leave because I, I I've never deleted photos of Instagram because it's it's okay. Okay, well, okay, well essentially, no, I was about to say <laughs> girls with morals are not going to even try and get with you if you still got photos of your ex on your Instagram. Okay, yeah. so you're keeping yourself single. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just <laughs> unless you get like girls who don't weird. care. It's just a, it's very weird if you're keeping pictures of your exes or previous girls, and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. I'm just wondering, you know, I think also, like, let's say the future wife, my future wife does come along or whatever, I'm going to happily delete those photos for her because she means more to me mm, than the yeah. ex did. Yeah. So essentially that that's the answer. Like, who means more to you? Me, the new girl, or the old girl? The ex, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it wouldn't be nice, like, going to see your, your boyfriend's, like, Instagram and seeing like pictures of them together it's like yeah. it's, it's weird it's weird for me like it's very weird i just found it very weird and like I gallery gallery i yes, can understand yeah. of course like yes definitely yeah. 100% delete those mm. but i'm on the fence about having to delete instagram photos yeah, it, i don't know as i said it depends how it ends yeah yeah cuz i mean we both amicable it's everything sorted and neither of us you know, want to be with each other. Yeah. And let's say three years down the line, a girl asked me to delete the photos. Depends where we are in the relationship, I mm. think. Mm. You know, let's say we started seeing each other and then on our second date, she's like, you need to delete those photos. Then I think maybe that's a red yeah. flag. That's weird. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah, red you flags. need to be like actually like serious about it. Yeah. Also, don't collect red flags. One red flag, you're out. Yeah. Don't okay. don't be stupid. Okay. Girls. Or people Question be like, red is my yeah. favorite color. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so then what are the biggest red flags that you guys have maybe Ego. experienced? Ego. Okay. Top five. Let's do the top five. Ego. I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get five? Okay, well, you do your five and then you can think. Because okay. have you got them? Oh, I have them. Okay. <laughs> get yeah. your five ready. Huge <laughs> ego. Uh, like a nasty jealous. Like to a point where... He brings you down to bring, make himself feel yes. better. Yeah. Um, egotistic. You said that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it, there's different... Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between having an ego and then like there's a, the ego, yeah. arrogant, you yes. know, thinks he's better than everyone, and then the ego where it's like, no, I have to. People have to see me wearing the yes, nice clothes, nice exactly. car. So every like status, yes. you know, mm. status, um, very hidden. Mm. Like that's the first thing. As I said, hidden as in like his phone, yeah, that kind of stuff. And also, and also he puts his phone like that. Okay, yeah. I mean, like. It's, it's a thing. If it's constantly like that every single time you're with each other, let's say when you go out, whether you're at home, if his phone's always facing you. Well, you like see this. his phone's always on airplane mode when you're yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Or like that, they don't ever post you. They don't ever go out with you. It's like yes. you're never seen together ever, anyway. Oh, what's another red flag? I know actually a couple that's like that. You asked, if you mm. ask the guy, are they dating? He says no, but you ask the girl and she's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also um, if they make you unfollow people, everyone. Unless it's like a bad... Like Mm. because of their insecurity, you have to unfollow everyone, like on socials. That's very big, like very controlling. Let me say controlling. Yeah. Don't be with someone who's controlling and just... I think that that mainly falls into insecurity. Because if you are, you know... Confident in yourself, not arrogant, confident mm. in yourself. You're going to be, you know, confident enough to allow someone, not allow as in like it's my option to allow her or not, 
But you're going to give someone the freedom at least to follow who they want because you're confident in who you are. What, okay, so like I kind of have a question. But for me, if I was a guy and I dated, let's say, a gorgeous girl, I don't get why guys get upset if let's say another guy to go up to, not in a disrespectful way, but listen, if like a guy to go up to her and be mm-hmm. like, listen, you are super gorgeous. Or if a guy to come up to you and say like, listen, your girlfriend is so sexy. That's supposed well to be a done. compliment. Yeah. Guys get, I've noticed a lot of guys get angry and like they want to like start fights and stuff. Like why? That's I think that's the insecurity because, mm-hmm. you know, I've always, I've loved that when people tell me, yeah. give me a compliment about my partner or whatever. Yes. Mm. It's like, yeah, I want a partner that is attractive and yeah. that gets oh. compliments. I don't want a partner that is the girl that never gets DMs from guys. Mm. I don't want the partner that, you know, is not pretty enough to get approached by guys at the gym. Yes. Why would you want that? Yeah. You know, the opposite is actually what you want. You exactly. want the girl that everyone wants. It should make you feel better. Like, yeah. okay, yes, I'm scoring. Yeah, you want the but girl I've that everyone wants. It's like a lot of guys get so angry and pissed off. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I think it's weird. maybe just they're not, secure and confident in who they are yes and that's and also another thing is mm. you know the more ego they have it just shows actually yes. how little they think about themselves mm. and also like one thing also noticed if he breaks your trust he will never trust you again mm. because he's it's always going to be in the back of his mind okay i did do that but now she's probably going to do that and never tell me i think that's the biggest thing if someone's constantly saying like no you're cheating on me no you're doing oh, this yeah. no you're doing that it's probably like Maybe you've done that. That's yeah. why you keep saying I'm doing If they doing keep it. on tuning you about things like cheating, oh, you're probably going to do this. They are doing that. Well, guys, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you It's for been us. awesome. I genuinely really enjoyed this. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. It was super fun. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you. <laughs>